Michael and Heifert present This Week in Horror. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Heifert. And I'm Sickle, and we're Sickle and Heifert. We're the Unhallowed Reviewers. We have a lot of trailers today. And we should just call the show Trailer Review Hour. Is really, that's really what it's turned into. But it is also kind of like the more interesting part, because like, you know, I mean, like, because like on our on our site we cover, like, we actually review movies, mm-hmm. but then in here we just review movies that are coming up. So yeah, yeah, it yeah, evens so, out. And news, you know? so yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the first one we have is a trailer that has had a few iterations now. It's uh, the new Guillermo del Toro movie named Nightmare Alley. Um, the first trailer for this movie I saw was like a trailer where it seemed to make uh, Bradley Cooper out to be like a kind of mysterious sideshow freak at a carnival, right? And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. The second trailer I saw was one where he's just basically a medium and he starts talking to dead people and I was like, that's a lot less interesting to me. Uh, so which one of the two did you see? <laughs> Um, so I've, 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 I've seen, uh, two, yeah, two of the trailers for it, and that one, the, yeah, <laughs> it, it's been a confusing one for me, like, I, I'm, I'm excited for it because it feels different, like, mm-hmm. it's cool to see Guillermo del Toro do, try to tackle something different, um, and I don't really know where this one's gonna go, which is exciting, you do Crimson you know? Peak? Crimson Peak? Server? He did, okay. yeah, yeah, it, like, it's, it's been cool to see him do some different stuff, like, um, like Crimson, like, cause like he kind of got into this realm where you kind of, I feel like you kind of knew what you were expecting with it. Um, yeah. mainly with like Blade 2 and the Hellboy movies and, um, and, but then like he did, yeah, then he did Pan's Labyrinth and you're like, okay, but that was like different in between these other movies. And then he did, uh, uh, what was that? Shape of Water. And you're like, oh, that was kind of different, but still like had this like. Guillermo feel to it yeah Yeah. it like it isn't scary but it still has that like the aesthetic and then like Crimson Peak I feel like was it took a little bit of a different turn to it and then uh this one feels like completely different than his other work like Mm -hmm. everything it feels different and so that makes it more exciting because you don't know what to expect and as much as I love Guillermo del Toro practical effects and his creature effects and his set design and all of that stuff and how badly I wanted him to do at the Mountain of Badness. Like, as badly as I wanted that to happen, it's really cool to see him do something that looks like it's going to be... It, it's it's almost like him stepping out of his comfort zone of, like, everybody's expecting me to impress them with this. Well, I'm going to take that element away, the effects element and creatures element, and just focus on, like, human directing and like story directing and see if i can pull it off like it's going to be a completely different experience and so i'm excited about that part of it yeah i could see that i guess i was kind of interested to see the whole like carnival take because that's that's the avenue i thought he was going for was like let's let's do Guillermo del toro stuff at a carnival which i'm like oh that'd be awesome right like his version of even simple things like the bearded lady or the strong man could be really cool and then they kind of pulled that away, yeah. and I was like, "Oh man, that sucks." But I guess you bring up a yeah. good point. Like, it could be a good, it could be a new, it could set a new tone for stuff that he does, and for people that care about that stuff, which is great for those people. I'm just kind of annoyed that it's may just be a ghost movie again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it may just end up being like a Crimson Peak, uh, like a spiritual sequel or yeah. something. And 
But like, I, yeah, I do agree with you on like the whole carnival part because it's kind of funny because it's like in the synopsis. And then, like, if you're watching the trailer, you don't pick up that vibe at all. Like, he almost feels more like, like, some kind of detective or private eye. In the first trailer, you definitely get that vibe, though. Yes! Yeah. 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 But then he's not even dressed like, like, he's dressed like somebody that doesn't do that. Like, I don't know, for at least all of that second trailer. The the synopsis is, an ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people for, with a few well-chosen words, hooks up with a female psychiatrist who's even more dangerous than he is. Like... That does not sound like any movie I would associate with Del Toro at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be something... It, it'll be different, and we'll see what happens. But, I mean, like, from the trailer, it looks very well made. Like, I like the... Um, I like his aesthetic. Oh, like uh, the... this is a remake of a movie from the 50s. Uh, okay. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Neither did I. I saw Nightmare Alley 1947, <laughs> and I was like, oh, and it's the same main character name, so... Uh, yeah, oh, interesting. It's, it says, the old synopsis is the rise and fall of Stanton Carlyle, a mentalist whose lies and deceit proved to be his downfall. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it, I wonder if it's like a, if it takes a lot of liberties on the outside of that, because that doesn't bring up, um, the other character at all. Oh, no. What is the actress's name that's, that's in, in that, uh... Uh, there's a Shoot. bunch of them, so you'd have to be more specific. But I mean, the main actress, though, that's playing the uh, playing opposite him, Rooney Mara. Uh, no. There's Tony Collette, Kate Blanchett. There's a bunch of Kate Blanchett. Okay. Kate Blanchett plays the other, like the psychic or or whatever. Um, okay. the the other person, the mentalist person that's like him. Uh, that that and, and so I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't mention her. So I wonder if maybe it's got some twists to it that add a little bit of that like super supernatural or psychological element that he has in a lot of his movies so mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know i'm excited for it it'll be something different and i'm cool with different so yeah let's see uh the next one that we have on our list is called mother slash android or mother android i don't really know how you pronounce the like terrible movie person. title i hate it yeah. i hate it uh i don't really <laughs> get yeah actually that's <laughs> so i'm gonna I'm gonna say something real quick before we get into this trailer. What is uh, the the deal with um, what is her name from that movie? Gosh darn it! Um, Chloe Moretz. Chloe Moretz, yeah. Like, what is her deal with doing movies where she's a mom? It's like, cause what was the one? What was <laughs> yes. the one that we just watched? I thought yeah, was Shadow cool. in the Clouds. Shadow in the Clouds was really cool, but it was like yeah. kind of like that through through plot just did not ring with me. I was like, I don't care about this. I care about the freaking gremlins on the plane. That's awesome. But, like, I don't <laughs> care about what's in this box because I already know what it is and I don't care. Like, What's in the box? just seems like another kind of, like, oh, like, what if it wasn't gremlins? What if it was androids? Like, and it's like, okay. But, like, what's <laughs> different? So, it just looks like they <laughs> just need an excuse to make, like, a, a movie with, for, like, one of the things in the movie, they need an excuse around it. And they're like, well, zombies are kind of played out, so why don't we like do a throwback to like uh, uh, like uh, iRobot or something, you know? And you know, I don't know. I'm I just don't see anything unique in it, and I'm like, what is this? That that's what I was gonna say actually is that it looked like a twist on zombies. Like instead of zombies, it's humanoid androids that our servants go crazy and start murdering everybody. So they're just kind of like. So like we've gone we've gone from like 
slow walking zombies to running zombies to now like superhuman well, well, zombies. Terminator. Let's yeah. Say yeah. Yeah. Terminator. Um, yeah. I, I mean, like, I guess the only redeeming quality would be the chance that they do something really interesting with it. Like, she's pregnant with an android baby. It's cyborg. And you're like, oh shit, that came out of nowhere. Awesome. Like, you know, cool. That could be cool. So, like, I guess since it's on Hulu, I, like, might go watch it just to see if there's a twist and then be really pissed off when there's none. Yeah, I, I feel like, um, I guess personally I was, I, I liked the effects of, like, a couple, uh, like, in the trailer. And, oh, yeah, there was, uh, like, really the cool having their faces stuff. ripped off Again, and stuff. none of but... that was stuff they haven't <laughs> done in Terminator before. Like, it's all, I feel like it's all been done It's before. true. So, I guess, like, you could, uh, I guess you could look at it from the perspective of, uh, or the way that I've looked at it is, what if Terminator had stayed on the horror track? Like, yeah, okay. Because, like, the first one is very horror-oriented. And then James Cameron gets involved, and so he's like, epic action movie, which, you know, I'm not going to uh, downplay that, because <laughs> Aliens and Terminator 2 are, like, two of the best sequels that have ever been made. So I have no issue with that. But he did he does move away from the horror side. Um, and so, like, what if it had stayed horror? And, like, it was this android thing where these, you know, metal, metal exo, or sorry, uh, metallic endoskeleton people covered with bio material, and blah, tea. blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, so they look super freaky when they're all battle yeah. damaged. When their flesh is ripped off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so, like, I'm excited for that part of it, but, like, I will agree with you that the rest of it felt pretty, like, pedantic and repetitive yeah. and... I don't know. Yeah, like, most, and I'm, I'm definitely yeah. with you that, like, I feel like there's only so much action, like, legitimate action, that you can include in a movie with a pregnant person. Where where either... It, that it gets to either the point where, like, it's unrealistic that they're escaping, or that you're just... It's, like, hung up in your head. Like, that they... It's like, well, they can't. Like, where? What are they? Where are they supposed to go? She I mean, can't they run. They kind of make a, combat, a, a comment about it in the movie or in the trailer. Like, how do we fight against something that never has to sleep? And it's like, yeah, that's a good question. Maybe you don't bring that up in the trailer because I'm gonna start like losing immersion in your trailer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It yeah. There was. It doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. It, it feels like something like that where just but, spontaneous android but, takeover. Yeah. That, I don't know. The four-word review is, it's a Hulu movie. Or the two-word review <laughs> is, it's a Hulu movie. Three, I can't even get my numbers right. It's a Hulu movie. Like, so really, what have we seen besides, like, Spiral? Not Spiral, um... What's the one with the armor? Arm, uh, wounds? Arnie Hammer. Wounds. It, wounds, yeah. Uh, that was, like, pretty good, right? And yeah. I don't know that we've seen anything else from them that's been, like, all that great. So, uh, you know... Can I- 50 50 50 um i i i've got to say this now um i know this is off topic but i think it's worth talking about um i i don't know if you would call this a conspiracy theory but like you know anything you read on the internet comments or whatever like anywhere you take it with a grain of salt right but let's just say that this was coming from somebody who was trying to speak truth okay uh this I is don't like a really interesting the... build-up for me because I have no clue what you're about to say. Oh yeah, no, this is. I, I thought this was really interesting. So I think it was referring to the new movie, the new Red Notice movie. 
Uh, obviously, great movie, movie by the way. Netflix not a horror movie, but really good movie by the way. Yeah, I I, can, I described it as a mix of like Tomb Raider, Uncharted, had a kid with Fast and the Furious and Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> which I thought was interesting. I feel like it was um, I, I, for me like if you put uh, Ryan Reynolds in anything, I'll probably watch it because mm-hmm. I think his delivery is hilarious, and I thought it was great in that movie too. Um, and then I like Dwayne Johnson. I think he does fun stuff. I actually, I, I dare I say it, I know that this is, I, I know it's, the writing was garbage, but I actually enjoyed Rampage. I thought Rampage was fun to watch. I didn't watch it, but, but I, I always want to. I, I just never see it anywhere. I just thought it was fun. But anyways, so like, this person was in the Reddit comments for, and I don't think it was for Red Notice, but let's just say it was something like that. He was saying that he claimed uh, that he had worked for Netflix and that they he had been in boardroom meetings or meetings of some kind marketing meetings of some kind or something and that the main goal for Netflix on movies is to make it to where people can still can get grasp everything from a movie that they've made and still be on their phones that they don't have to be fully paying attention to the movie that they can just they that they can be chilling and sitting on the couch and just watch their phone fu- and be on their phones, but still get everything from the movie just in second glance, like hmm. not actually fully paying attention. Which is and completely that different got brought than up most because the way most people read movies because like you're not allowed to have your phone in the theater, like exactly. Right? So... And that that was kind of the point that this guy was, or that that it, that's kind of how it got all got brought up was somebody was bringing up the fact that they're like, does anybody feel like when you're watching these Netflix movies that as even though it's got it may have good acting and it may have good writing and it may have good action in it that you just don't feel engaged like you would at a theatrical movie. And it's like, I understand that I'm sitting at home, but like for Godzilla versus King Kong, I'm fully engaged. Like I'm watching it, but for some reason I'm watching a Netflix original and I'm just not feeling that like what's missing. I'm not feeling this. Like I need to be sitting here just immersed in it. And then this guy made this comment about it. And I'm like, that's, if that's true, it's mind-blowing, and I hate it, because I want to be immersed in a movie. And if this is where th- movies are going, I'm really, really sad. I don't know if it's where movies are going, but it, it's it's a byproduct of, of our culture, right? Like, And I guess it's a reason to be like back in my day, or take your head up from your phone, but I don't know. I didn't really think that about Red Notice, so... <laughs> I guess I'm yeah, the, I think Red Notice, the... as far as their action movies go, I felt the least about that. I felt the least about it with that one, and then, uh, um, and I never, fe- I didn't feel that way about the Ritual, like to no, go the horror side of it. Yeah. That movie, it was very. What about like the, uh, the 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 one with the violinists or the? Oh yeah, the perfection. The perfection. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, that one was very immersive and engaging. Like, you're very involved in that movie from the beginning. What about their shows? Like, what do, is they, do you think it has to go with their shows, too? Like, like, did you feel that way watching, um, like, The House on Haunted Hill? Or you didn't watch yeah, Midnight Mass? Yeah, you're right. You? Like, I did watch Midnight Mass, and I, I, you don't feel that way. You Because I feel like, especially with the way that um, Mike Flanagan films his shows and his movies, you have to watch. You have to stay... Yeah fully engaged you're gonna miss something maybe it's not and, like universal like it, it's they know their audience well enough to know which which things they can do that with right like 
they can dumb down certain things, and they can, and not dumb down, that's not the right word, but they can do this kind of uh, building of, of things with certain things. Like, you probably have that in, in Fear Street, right? Fear Street probably wasn't necessarily written to be super deep. It was written to be able to, like, look back every 20 minutes and be able to follow it still, right? Um, yeah. Anyway. All right, let's get back to trailers. Um, <laughs> we were just talking about uh, Terminator and Aliens for James Cameron, so I'm going to move Death Valley up because Death Valley looks like it's a Shudder movie. Shudder is on goddamn fire, man. They <laughs> have had the... so much crazy so stuff good. lately. Yeah. I, I, I feel like there was... There was this like just a slight like let's let's say like six months to a year lull where like like a year after it launched where it had you know it was fresh and new a year after it launched it was probably kind of like in that weird growing pain stage of like we don't have enough money to support or like to create original content yet mm-hmm. um and so we're stuck like you know what i mean like in this weird they're growing like looking pain. for investors like they're basically like yeah. hey we're this is what we do this is what we want to do we need someone to give us money right yeah and we get we got to get it figured out and they were trying to figure it out because there were i i know that there was a i remember feeling it this way myself and a lot of other people were like i don't know if i'm gonna keep this or not like i'm not getting that many new uh, stuff yeah. yeah like what is this and then they started dropping original content and at first i think everybody was skeptical because they're like come on what kind of budget are you throwing at this but they were like but budget doesn't matter when you actually care about your, the people that are watching it. Yeah. Like when you actually care about what people want from the genre, and yeah, like, like I, I feel like they they put their budget all in the right spot, and everything is just yeah, like you said, on point. Yeah, and Death Valley looks to be on point as well. I mean, I think Shutter got uh, what's the the one that we were waiting for? Super Deep didn't Shutter bring Super Deep to the U.S.? Yes. Um, and yeah. like. This looks like an American version of Super Deep, kind of, um, not in, in, like, telling the Super Deep story, kind of like, you know, oh, this is a retelling of The Grudge, or whatever, but it looks like, uh, I don't know, it looks like Alien slash The Thing in Death Valley. I think it's gonna be awesome. I'm really excited for it. The practical effects look nuts, though. Like, I'm, yeah, Yeah, I'm really excited for this movie. (laughs) Yeah, that was the same vibe I got. Was it has this kind of super deep vibe, and the and not not necessarily in the creature itself, but like in the des, in the set design and like the over general the overall plot of mm-hmm. like kind of a bunker a bunker situation. Yeah. Um. So like yeah, it, I think it looks like a lot of fun. Um. And I'm super excited for it. It doesn't. I didn't see a release date on it. It December. sounded like it was soon. September. Oh, it's, it is December. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so, well, you know what? December is technically this weekend, so I'm yeah. going to just cross my fingers that it means Friday. Like December, first so. two weeks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, so we're excited for Death Valley. I think it's going to be really great. Uh, another series, I'm not sure where this one landed. It's it's on Epic? Is that right? I don't know what that is, but E-P-I-X? What is that? Do you know what that is? Yeah, I forgot. I, I, um, I did know what it was. I think it's probably something that you can pick up from... Like, like an, an, an like uh, Amazon edition or something. Uh, okay, but it's um, it's a show possibly. called From, and it looks really cool. It kind of looks like um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's got a lot of influences. Uh, it feels like there's a little bit of Lost in there. It feels like there's a little bit of like some Mike Flanagan and stuff going on. A little Stephen King. I don't know. It 
it kind of starts off a little slow, and you're like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden it starts to ramp up, and you're like, holy shit, this is going to be an awesome show. Like, I'm excited for it. But I don't know if I'll ever see yes. it, I don't know what Epix is. <laughs> um, I I have to say that, like, I, I don't know um, if uh, I'm in the minor, minority here, but the I miss Lost. I miss, I miss, well, okay, I don't miss Lost. I miss the way that Lost made me feel. Like, that desperation to see the next episode. Mm. I feel like that doesn't happen very often. Especially, it, espe oh, well. <laughs> well, I just mean, like, especially in the sense of, like, uh, in the sense of mystery. Like, I have mm -hmm. to know where this is going. Like, why, you know, everybody wanted to know about the hatch. Like, everybody had to know about the monster thing. And, like, you, you like, and I feel like even though I've been really immersed in and engaged in other shows like the Mike Flanagan shows, um, uh, Blind Manor, they don't have that. They don't have that though. They're not that <laughs> mysterious. Like I get you. They're not. They're not lost. Exactly, and you, you don't have that. Like oh, I've really got to know what's happening. Even Game of Thrones, right? Like it's not. It's not that it's engagement, but not the same kind. It's not that. Like I have. To, I want to know. And this show kind of gives me those vibes. Like, it gives me the vibes of, yeah. like, of, like, there's a t there's way more going on than it's showing, and you want, you're going to want to know. And and I'm hoping that it's that. That's kind of why I, I feel said like Stephen it's been King, because, so like, Stephen King has a tendency yes. to do that. And, and it makes yeah. me think of The Outsider, right? That's when you say Lost, I oh, think of shoot. The Outsider. And I'm like, oh, That man. show is so good. Yeah, it was so, oh, that so show good. Is so good. And, if and for whatever like, reason you have not seen that show, that is the The Outsiders on HBO, and it is worth getting the HBO subscription and paying the monthly fee for it once just to watch that. Absolutely. Even though I'm pretty sure you can get it free for a month. Yeah. <laughs> if I you would, really want yeah. to, but yeah, I binged that show in a day. That show is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it's the right mix of everything, and I maybe if we're lucky, From will be that. Yes, I would hope so. I, I would love to have something like that again. Yeah. Uh, me yeah. Too. Because if they're not going to make a second season or more of The Outsider or, like, more of the first season of um, True Detectives, like, that's another yes, show where yeah, I was like, what True is going on? This is crazy. Uh, yeah. Then I, yeah. They, I hope From is like that because I would really like another show like those two. Those two are, like, two shows where you get these massive Lovecraftian vibes, but, like, it's outside of its own world, you know? Uh, and it's just, yeah, that yeah. kind of strangeness that eeriness yeah the build-up oh man oh man okay anyway next yeah. the next movie we're gonna <laughs> talk about is not so exciting not as exciting but kind of looks like it might have potential maybe um it's called deadware it kind of looks like a mix between uh the game over game with freddie munez or whatever frankie munez the one where he like you play the video game and you die in real life or whatever and um like unfriended slash uh what's the one on shutter that they came out with that dark was... web or something the maybe? one the one that Sorry, no that's unfriended dark web there's like the one that oh. they streamed exclusively on zoom was... yeah shoot it was like seance or something it was something it, like it that, wasn't yeah. seance but it was something like that because i think they were performing a seance right it, it yeah. was a seance they did it but yeah, they did. yeah yeah but that, it looks like a bad, combination of like those two but set in the 90s so like it kind of seems host? eclectic. Was it called Host? Host, yeah, that's right, Host. Yeah. It's kind of eclectic. It's got, like, the whole, like, Windows 98 feel, and as someone who, like, works in technology, when I'm not bus driving, 
it kind of mm-hmm. feels weird to be like, yeah. why is like they you are they using clearly using technology from like now, but it's like set in the '90s. So I don't know. I mean, it follows got away with that, and everybody freaking loved it. So uh, I guess it doesn't matter. But I'm interested <laughs> to see where it goes because they do some interesting things, and then they like put these really cheesy graphics up, and I'm like. Wait a second. Are you trying to like be a, a B movie, or are you trying to be serious? So I don't know. I got mixed vibes. Yeah, from it. yeah, yeah. I got yeah, I got mixed vibes too. I felt like there were there were parts in the trailer I was like, oh, that was interesting. Like, what's that doing, and where's that going? But then like the acting is very, very like it's very bland. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. It's the, <laughs> it's just it's not very good. But I don't know. It could end up being like sometimes the acting isn't um, necessary to be engaged. Like if the story is interesting enough. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to dismiss it outright. Absolutely but it is something not, that I can yeah. tell I'm going to have to look past from the trailer. True. <laughs> and like it kind of <laughs> it didn't have the critical mass of stuff, right? Like, like for me, Mother Android had a critical mass of of things that made me not really care about it. One that I forgot to mention was them that saying that it's brought to you from a producer of the Batman. And I didn't really realize that was a thing that you would brag about on a movie. But also, it's it's bragging about a movie that hasn't even come out yet. Yeah. And so, <laughs> like, when you hit a critical mass of weird shit in the trailer, like with uh, Mother Android, it kind of, you're like, eh, maybe not. But Deadware did not hit critical mass for me. I think I want to watch it still because I'm, I can handle that cheesiness. Yeah. All right, our last trailer for the day, and our probably last topic for this day, is uh, Wormwood Apocalypse. So if you watch the original Wormwood, this is a sequel to it. And I think we were talking a little bit beforehand about how this kind of see it feels like the escalation from like Train to Busan to Peninsula or Resident Evil to Resident Evil Apocalypse, where they took the premise of the original one and kind of cut out a little bit of the horror and added more practical effects and action, right? And I don't know that's what happened in Peninsula. I didn't watch Peninsula because I heard it wasn't very good. But they amped up the action in Peninsula, as far as I understand it, because it's supposedly like Train to Busan meets Fire or Fast and the Furious. <laughs> so. Yes, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's the vibe I get from this. Like I remember watching when I was watching the first Wormwood, that I was getting very like I was getting Resident Evil vibes in the sense of like how they were treating the zombie mm-hmm. virus and zombie side of things, like. The aesthetic is not the same. It's very like bright um, Australian. It's got a good blend of like yeah, comedy that's true. and action. I, that that in happened it. with um. That happened with Sirens too, right? The movie where like each girl has their own like slasher. Isn't that what that was called? Sirens or or something like that. The, they had the, their own slasher. Yeah. Oh the, yes. Yeah. 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 It, um, like, I don't remember what it was called. Really bright. Yeah, yeah. Like you could see everything. I, I noticed that yeah. was kind of interesting. I was like, oh, hmm. Is that just like an Australian movie thing, or, or not? It may they may not have a choice. I've heard it's just it's just the sun all the time there uh, that they don't have night. It's I can't kind tell of if like you're Alaska, right? right? Now. Like, I'm okay, joking. You're definitely yes. joking. Okay. <laughs> but it does feel like a lot of their horror properties, even the scarier ones, happen during the day. Like Wolf um, Creek. They had that one. Yeah, Wolf Creek's during the day. Undead. Well, I guess Wolf Creek. Some of that happens at night. But still, lives, a lot of it's vibrant. Bright. Yeah. Yeah. That's not... Yeah, sure. Dead Alive well, is... Probably, yeah. Excommunicated for comparing... Well, that's two. New Zealand. Yeah, ooh, yeah. Anyway, Wormwood Apocalypse looks really cool. <laughs> They've kind of, like, culminated a bunch of really cool zombie tropes, kind of like what I wanted Army of the Dead to do. 
a little bit more. Where, like, they have a zombie that can control their zombies. They have, like, this crazy robot zombie. They have, like, a hardcore dude soldier guy. You know, like, they have, like, all the tropes in there, which I think is pretty cool. And that's one of the reasons I really like Z Nation, too. They had a lot of really cool zombie tropes that Walking Dead wasn't doing. Yeah, I <laughs> I think that was my favorite part of the of this uh, Wormwood trailer was kind of the beginning. I, I loved the concept of just this soldier guy that's like been able to figure it out on his own it's almost kind of a uh i am legend situation yeah where he's like he's like i, I loved his little sparring zombie yeah yeah that zombie chained up and it's got like a cha- like a cage on its head and he like boxes with it and stuff like i thought that was awesome yeah. <laughs> it's like it's so brilliant like it's funny but you're also like hey cool practical use of like your environment like yeah, trying exactly. to like train and like <laughs> It was, it's, it looks like it's going to have, I don't know, I've got, I got very similar vibes to the first one, which I think is a good thing. If you enjoy the first one, you'll like this one, but it also doesn't skimp on like the effects. It's like, Hey, we know what you guys liked about the first one. Like, (laughs) we won't take that away from you. (laughs) Yeah. We're not going to take that away from you. We'll just go, we'll go up uh, above and beyond what we did the first. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I wanted to mention two things really quickly. I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife, and it is amazing. So you should go see oh, it if you like Ghostbusters. Oh, that's um, awesome. It's fantastic. It, it's I described it as either a great way to end the Ghostbusters series or a great way to continue it. Because I think Ooh. they could go either way very easily from where they landed. And I would definitely go watch it again. Um, the other movie I saw that I would watch again as well was Resident Evil uh, Welcome to Raccoon City. It was actually way more scary than I thought it was going to be, based off of like what it was trying to do. Um, there's lots of good jump scares, lots of good gore, lots of good practical effect gore. And I think the CG that we're seeing in the trailer, that that's definitely in there, right? But I th- it's kind of like when you watch it, an homage back to the video game's crappy CG back in the day, you know? Like... The liquor is like super pixelated, and you're scared of it. But like, you're also like, this doesn't look that good, <laughs> you know. And but but it yeah. jump scares the living f out of you, and you're like, God dang it! I can't believe I got scared by this <laughs> pixelated beast. And the dog, like, I think the dog was kind of a like the zombie dog. The Doberman was kind of a a, a, a callback to the games too. I mean, the dogs looked very specific, and this like CG dog looked, you know, CG. But they didn't. They didn't just do everything CG. They had a ton of practical effects zombies and some really cool practical effects monsters, too. Um, yeah, and they basically combined the first three games into a single movie. Which I thought was yeah. pretty smart because then they can start doing other crazy stuff. So, also didn't realize yeah, there's I... a Resident Evil series coming out on Netflix, like a live-action Resident Evil series coming out on Netflix, too. So. Oh, whoa, I didn't either. That would be cool. Yeah, but, so definitely go check those out. Mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. that sounds you got me, you got me intrigued. So. Yeah, I mean, I, if you had to choose one, I, if you like Ghostbusters and you're like a big fan of old Ghostbusters, go see that. If you played the Resident Evil games, I, I think you might enjoy the Resident Evil movie. Um, although they do make Leon a kind of a different character for for reasons I understand. Okay, um, so I understand that you really. I know that we're out of time, but I, I understand that you really loved Ghostbusters Afterlife. But just trying to look at it objectively, does it have, are there any moments in the movie, this was the thing I was most concerned about with the movie, are there any things, any times in the movie where you were just like, man, that's some pretty excessive pandering to, like, um, maybe, like maybe the homage end. pandering. It's hard for me to look objectively because I don't really 
believe that. But uh, the end is very fan fa- fan forward. Like, so maybe if you like don't like that, it's never it, none of the movie is as bad as some of the Star Wars new trilogy pandering, or like the pandering that happened to a lot of that a lot of people didn't like about the second season of The Mandalorian. They're like, oh, well, let's include all these other characters that people know, so they'll start keep watching the show. I, I didn't really yeah. feel like that until <laughs> it was pointed out to me, but so I have trouble understanding pandering because I'm the people that pan- I'm the person they're pandering to, right? <laughs> like, it's it's, <laughs> it's like hard to tell. Um, I don't think it was there. Honestly, it was freaking hilarious. The the show it was like a good mix of scaring and humor. The cast is really good. Like the kid actors are amazing. Um, there was some stuff I think maybe like they kind of wrap up the the Evo Shandor arc, right? And so if you consider that to be pandering, then maybe. But they kind of wrap that all up in this movie, if that makes sense. That's fair. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just was curious on like that perspective. I I think the thing the only thing that really turned me off from the trailer was. The little stave puff marshmallow men coming out of the yeah, that, that's bag, like a two like, and a half like, minute scene in an entire movie, so it's not that. There's not a lot of that. There are the key. There's a re and there's a whole reason why that's happening too. That makes it less pandery. Like that's good. That's why I said yeah, like, as long the as whole it's not, like Shandor it would bother thing, me more. Yeah. yeah, it would bother me more if that was just like something that they were having because they're like, hey, remember stave puff marshmallow man? It's like yeah, but that was a part of a joke with Dan Aykroyd's character thinking of something like the like like the least scariest thing that he could think of so like don't I, just I put it in there kind of like the <laughs> like the, the porgs in star wars or like ewoks like it's something that people recognize and they're cute and every movie has those things so I, if you hate that stuff then you'll hate it if you don't hate that stuff then you can enjoy the rest of the movie for what it is right all i wouldn't right, say there's right. a specific well, reason they are in there it's not like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man gets exploded, and that's how he comes back. It's less articulated than that, but it's all <laughs> related back to like the first movie. A lot of this movie is wrapping up like the arcs from the first movie. So, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, everybody. Uh, tell us what you thought of these trailers. Let us know what you thought of the of Resident Evil or Ghostbusters Afterlife if you saw it. And we'll see you next time. See ya.